and welcome to this week's episode of Saturation. We are re- really excited and overwhelmed this week because we have a lot to unpack. And overwhelmed, like, yes. Layered and in-depth. So mm-hmm. with that said, we are going to skip reading a counter-propaganda this week, but obviously still go follow them, support their page, read mm-hmm. up on Black Lives Matter because it is still so important and so prevalent. Mm-hmm. And... Um, both of our topics this week involve people in the hip hop community, uh, and yeah, like we're going to be ele- elevating people of color in our topics of the week. So I feel like yeah. we just there's a lot of important things happening. So we just felt like we'd rather get right into it, and we're still highlighting and amplifying the voices for the people of that community. And um, we yeah. love counter propaganda, so check we're them out. To focus recently on keeping our episodes shorter because we know it's easier mm-hmm. for you listen and uh absolutely yeah let's get it without further ado i'm gonna start (laughs) with my topic of the week this week which i'm fascinated about might might i just add honestly same now Cade texted me or he like sent this to me on instagram something about it it's it regard it's in regards to meg the stallion she is um a female hip-hop artist who really like got super popular maybe last year when she started coining the term hot girl summer and mm-hmm. she's got a lot of hits. She sings Savage, <laughs> yes. uh, <the> TikTok <laughs> song. And um, so I'll just read you her post, which was the first I heard about this. And then I'll kind of get into the details of what happened. So, um, like six days ago, so uh-huh. like last Wednesday mm-hmm. when we, Last week's episode, Cade sent me this, and it says, it's a uh, Meg The Stallion posted. The narrative that is being reported about Sunday's morning events are inaccurate, and I'd like to set the record straight. On Sunday morning, I suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me and done with the intention to physically harm me. I was never arrested. The police officers drove me to the hospital where I underwent surgery to remove the bullets. I'm incredibly grateful to be alive and that I'm expected to make a full recovery, but it was important for me to clarify the details about this traumatic night. I'm currently focused on my recovery so I can return back to my life and get back to making music as soon as possible. And that was the post, and the caption says, I was never arrested. The whole experience was an eye-opener and a blessing in disguise. I hate that it took this experience for me to learn how to protect my energy. Okay. So you guys are probably wondering, who shot Meg the Stallion? What is happening? So I'll read you what I know. On Thursday night, July 16th, Page Six, mm-hmm. that's uh, from the New York Post, mm-hmm. reported that Corey Lanes, he's, an, he's a popular artist, rapper as well. Yeah. Allegedly shot Meg the Stallion last Sunday following a dispute between the two rappers. Billboard has independently sourced the allegations. Tori fired the shots from within the vehicle while Megan was outside trying to leave, a source told Page Six. There is video and the police are investigating. This is a case of a man physically harming and abusing a woman. On Wednesday, Megan came forward on Instagram and spoke on the alleged incident, expressing a sense of gratitude after being shot in the foot. She gave a detailed account of what happened. And then, obviously, I just read you guys the post. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tory Lanez was arrested but released last Thursday morning on posting a $35,000 bail. He was arrested Sunday night in Los Angeles after cops found a gun in his car. He has not been arrested for the shooting and is expecting to claim that it was accidental. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and Billboard reached out to both parties for comment, and they both declined. Um, but yeah, no one, none of us really know much about the story. I saw a picture of like before this all happened, like she, him, and Kylie Jenner were hanging out. I yes, think. Kylie was there. And maybe she had just left or something. That's what I saw. I originally saw that Kylie and Meg Thee Stallion and this rapper were at a party together. And then, because at first it was reported, like, kind of like you said, like, it, it was reported that the police had to come because there was gunshot fired. But nobody knew that Meg Thee Stallion had been shot. And so, but nobody... I'm sure much less that Tori Lanes was the one that shot her. Right. And and they were there together, like you said. Like, they were in the car. Like, she was, like, I don't know. It seems very suspicious. Kylie has totally distanced herself from it. Like, that girl skirted out of that party. She was not there. And I, I don't know. A bunch of people were speculating that it was at her house. I don't really think that it was. I feel like we would have definitely known if it was at her house. Um, also... I saw some people were trying to say that Kylie and Meg unfollowed each other. But then I also saw where fan accounts said they never followed each other in the first place. So stop trying to like make beef out of it. Stop trying to really involve Kylie. Um, I don't know. The whole thing is really suspicious to me. I also, I thought I read that he like had, now maybe he didn't get charged for this incident with Meg. But he did have, he's out on bond currently for something. Yeah. And had to pay in a, uh, like $35,000 and he has a hearing in October. And I don't know if it's for this shooting or if it's for having a firearm. I'm not really sure. The whole thing is just kind of insane. I know. And I'm trying to find her tweet about something about yes. feeling protected. Yes. Uh, I like just had it and then I lost it. Oh wait, it. I have it right here. You want to read it? Okay. Yeah, okay. please read. Um, she tweeted three days ago and said, Black women are so unprotected and we hold so many things in to protect the feelings of others without considering our own. It might be funny to y'all on the internet and just another messy topic for you to talk about, but this is my real life and I'm real life hurt and traumatized. This, I think that was basically after everyone was like, kind of like she was saying, making fun of it on the internet. And then 50 mm -hmm. Cent tweeted something about it. And I think that, like making fun of it. And I think that's why she... Oh. Felt the need to say that. Um, yeah, I'm like really surprised that this wasn't like a bigger story. Yeah, I. Me too. It seems like it's skirted by, and I don't really know how. But and I think that it's lacking detail. Like no one really knows it. I don't know. It it just seems like really weird and suspicious to mm. me that that happened. Yeah, I can't find the tweet. I don't. He might. He might have deleted it. I don't honestly know. But I know I'm, I mean, I'm glad she's okay, obviously. Thank the Lord. Um, but I don't understand how that, and I guess it's not our business to understand, but I don't get how that all happened and like they were there together. So was it an accident? I don't know. The, she's, she's making it seem like not an accident. So yeah, I don't know. I know. I'm with you. I guess we'll let the audience form their own opinions on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Okay. We're going to go to I, my topic now. We have so much to unpack here. So much to talk about. I really want to preface, well, I'm just going to tell you, my topic of the week is about Kanye West and his mental health. Um, I, I would be really, really baffled if you listening right now had not seen 
um, anything about him in the news over the past few days. But in case maybe you didn't, or I know several people were FaceTiming and calling me last night, very unclear what's happening. I want to kind of break it down for you all. Um, but before I do that, I want to be very clear that this, for me and Grace, and just in general, and I think for how everyone should see it, is this is about his mental health. It has nothing to do with politics or celebrity or how you may or may not feel about him. Um, I honestly... I feel like I've talked about Kanye a lot recently, and so whenever Grace and I were trying to decide, you know, what our topics of the week were going to be, Grace said that I should do this, and I was a little bit like, I thought about it, but I didn't really know, but um, I just feels like it's really, um, like, I, I think it's important, and and we all need to kind of understand what is going on as, like, a, as a world and as a community and just, like, as decent human beings, um, so I'm sorry if you feel like I've been repetitive and talked about Kanye a lot recently, but... Um, this is going to be kind of, I really want to solidify some things happening to Kanye West cur currently. Um, yeah. We're going to kind of present all the facts. I'm going to tell you what's going on. Um, but I want to be very clear that this is no way me expressing my political views, spreading any type of gossip. I'm not here to judge Kanye or the Kardashians or Kim. Um, again, I just feel like it's really important to talk about this and explain what's going on and what's really happening. Um, and... Um, I can't express how important I feel like it is. Um, you know, he is a billionaire. He's a creative genius. He's a wonderful father. He's an icon. He's a rapper. And there's several hats that he wears. Um, but at the end of the day, he's also someone who is struggling severely with mental illness. Um, and he's under the largest public spotlight, like more than almost any person in the entire world, I would say. Um, and it, I mean, you really don't get much bigger than Kanye West, you know? Um, so I, it's such a weird situation and something I feel like we haven't seen before. I mean, I know we've had like Britney Spears in 2007 and you've had Lindsay Lohan and people like that that we've seen have massive breakdowns, but we've never seen one like this in the age of social media and we've never seen one as highly publicized as Kanye West. I mean, he's running for president currently. Um, yeah. So it's, it's all really crazy and hard to wrap your head around. Um, I, I really want to say, too, that I'm, I'm really scared for him, and I'm really sad for him and his family. Um, mental illness is something that many of us um, don't really take the time to educate ourselves on. I'm going to be super transparent. I would have never probably learned about mental health or uh, found my advocacy for it had I not experienced some of it on my own. Um, but I just want, you know, when, when we see it, when you see it, um, we have no idea, you know, what it really is because we don't take the time to educate ourselves. And again, you never know what anyone's going through. And that's something that I kind of live by every day. And honestly, during this, Grace, I don't know about you, but I've been talking, or not talking, I've been thinking a lot about his children. Like, I just cannot yeah, get over me some, too. some of the things that we're going to talk about that was said over the weekend. Grace and I were texting about this last night. They're going to have to deal with the thing, seeing that footage and, and hearing this for the rest of their lives. I mean, kids yeah. at school are literally going to come up to them and ask them about it. Um, right. And I mean, they're not going to be able to escape it. And for me, that is just so heartbreaking. Um, they're all so young. They have a 14-month-old youngest, and then North is the oldest, and she's seven. Um, it really, really breaks my heart. And so um, if you're out there and you're making fun of Kanye West... Um, uh, the things online and on Twitter are honestly so disgusting. Um, Kanye is not crazy. 
he is just doing this, uh, or I'm sorry, he's not doing this for attention. Um, he's just someone right now who's really mentally unstable, um, and he's in the midst of a major um, bipolar manic episode. And so we're going to kind of dive into that and talk about that. Um, but again, I, I just can't get over how how sad I am um, for, for their whole family and everybody involved. Um, also, I, all the people that are like pointing all the blame at Kim and the, like the family is crazy to me. Um, I imagine that they are literally doing everything they can to help Kanye. Um, in truth, mental health uh, breakdowns are so devastating because usually there's not much you can do to help that person until they decide to help themselves. I can speak right. to that for personal experience, whether it's people that I know or whether it's myself. I feel like um, that is a very common thing. Like you can't help them until they want to be helped. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, Grace, I, I, I cannot imagine how hopelessly lost they feel in this, in this whole thing. Um, again, this isn't the first time and we're going to go into that in just one second, I promise. Um, but I've, my heart has really gone out to Kim because, you know, she's literally watching her husband self-destruct in front of the entire world. And right. that is just not something that you, that you're, you're, you're not born with the talent and like nobody's born to be able to like... I'm trying, I, nobody is equipped to handle that. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and I just, I just want, as we kind of go into this, um, before we start, if you believe in like power or, or like a higher power, um, and prayer, um, just maybe pause the episode for just a minute and lift up this man and his family. Again, I'm, I'm being super serious. This is not a joke. Um, this is real life. And from the things that I've seen online, some people are clearly not living in real life. Like reality is not a concept to them. Um, and it shows like, right. wow. So please, you know, lift them up. Um, okay. Are we ready to get into everything? Yeah. Let's I have do a it. whole outline. Sorry. I felt like I needed to like give my feelings before because after I felt like after I presented everything, it would just be kind of really overwhelming. So I just wanted to people to be able to digest. So, um, first of all, I kind of want to break down a history just of Kanye West in relation to his mental health. So one really important thing to know is that Kanye West mother, Donda West, um, died on November 10th of 2007. Donda, um, was really important to him. Obviously every, most of us can understand, um, the love that a child has for their mother. And Donda had a liposuction, a tummy tuck, and a breast reduction um, on November the 9th, and the, um, the day before she died. And so she died on November the 10th the next day due to complications from the procedure. Um, so that's just, we're going to kind of get into that, but that's just an important thing to note. Um, West takes the mic from Taylor Swift at the VMAs in 2009. Um, We've talked a lot on here about that. I think in a Swifty School episode, we kind of did a deep dive of like the Kanye and Taylor drama. Um, but that is kind of a pivotal moment where people really started noticing his erratic behavior in the public eye, I would say. Um, right. He disappeared for a while after that and gave up music to go work on, on fashion in Paris. Um, and then you guys kind of know the tumultuous relationship that him and Swift had um, after that, I mean, there were several different things in 2009, um, September 21st, he apologizes for a second time to Taylor on the tonight show with Jay Leno. Um, in 2013, of June 2013, he takes back his apology in a New York times article saying, I don't have one regret. Um, and he said, it only led me to awesome truth and awesomeness. 
And um, February 8, 2015, Swift and West um, kind of hug it out and reunite at the Grammy Awards. Um, in April 2015, Taylor Swift says she respects Kanye West. Um, uh, speaking to Entertainment Tonight, she said... Um, he has a lot of amazing ideas. He's one of those people that's just like idea, idea, idea. We've talked about collaborating, but I've also talked about so many other things. I completely respect him as a producer, so that's all I know now. In August 30th of 2015, that's when Taylor Swift honors West um, at the VMAs with the Vanguard Award. Uh, and she's, um, as during her introduction, she says... So, I guess I have to say to all the other winners tonight, I'm really happy for you, and I'm going to let you finish, but Kanye West has one of the greatest careers of all time. And that's kind of a play on her, him interrupting her back in 2009. Um, there's an infamous photo of Kim and Taylor in the audience while he's speaking. Kim's pregnant with North. Um, on February 11, 2016, Kanye releases the song um, off the Life of the Pablo album, titled Famous, where he calls Taylor Swift a bitch. That obviously did not go over well um, in 2015, or I'm sorry, in April 15th of 2016, West um, kind of singles him out during her Grammys speech for Album of the Year. She swept that year for our 1989. Uh, in uh, June 16th, 2016, Kim Kardashian defends West to GQ, saying... I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I can't even go into all the, all the rest of this, but you guys know it got really tumultuous with their relationship, but I wanted to point that out. They're obviously not on good terms now. There's been a lot of things done, a lot of things said, tapes released, et cetera. We've talked about that on here a ton. Um, the biggest thing that I wanted to point out with kind of their relationship is how up and down it is. One minute mm -hmm. they're friends, one minute they're not, one minute he loves her, one minute he doesn't. Um, it, it, it seems really crazy. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean he's crazy. I mean, just the whole, the whole timeline is just insane to me. Um, okay, so the next piece I want to mention is in um, 2015, June, Kanye spoke to Q Magazine, um, and he basically admitted that he blames himself for his mother's death. He said, if I had never moved to L.A., she'd be alive. I don't want to go too far into it because it will bring me to tears. So again, his mother's death is obviously very traumatizing to them. He really takes the blame for that. It's, it's very interesting. In November of 2016, that's when, if you remember, Kanye was hospitalized for, quote, um, psychiatric, for a, quote, psychiatric emergency. At the time, fans were told it was related to stress and exhaustion. It was following several days of, or it was following several chaotic days of touring. Um, he was on the South our St. Pablo tour, um, and that the remainder of that tour was canceled due to that hospitalization. I remember when that happened and I remember everyone being like, wait, what? Like, because mm -hmm. also in 2016, it was still kind of taboo to be, to like seek help for mental health. So, um, right. very interesting. And then in 2018, Kanye was officially diagnosed with the, bi with bipolar disorder. And this condition is associated with episodes of mood swings ranging from depressive lows to manic highs. Kanye's behavior is unpredictable at times as he suffers from manic and depressive episodes related to his bipolar disorder. In May of 2019, Kanye detailed his struggle with bipolar disorder on the David Letterman's Netflix show, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. I remember us talking about that, actually, Grace, um, mm -hmm. because he, on that, on his appearance, he spoke um, for kind of the first time, really, about his struggle um, with the bipolar and what it's like when he has a quote-unquote episode. Great. Kanye... Um, he said, 
quote, when you're in this state, you're hyper paranoid about everything. Everyone, this is my experience. Other people have different experiences. Everyone now is an actor. Everyone's, a, a, everything's a conspiracy. You feel the government is putting chips in your head. You feel you're being recorded. You feel all these things. He also said, quote, you have this moment where you feel like everyone wants to kill you. You pretty much don't trust anyone. And I remember being like, wow, that's so courageous of him to get up there and talk about that. Um, again, that was in May of 2019. So also in 2019, in a Vogue um, magazine interview, um, Kim Kardashian West openly discussed her husband's mental health issues. She said that in the past, West found it hard to accept that he has bipolar disorder, telling people that he was instead suffering from sleep deprivation. However, she said that he now accepts his diagnosis. His diagnosis. Kim said, quote, I think we're in a pretty good place with it now, she said, adding that West has a newfound sense of purpose to show that you can live a life, live a normal life with mental illness. Quote, it is an emotional process for sure. Right now, everything is really calm, but we can definitely feel episodes coming and we know how to handle them. But for Kanye, handling them doesn't include medications. According to Kardashian West, Quote, for him, being on medication is not really an option because it just changes who he is. He said many times openly that creatively he feels very blocked by medication that he would need to take for his bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. So as you can see, there's been a lot of up and downs over the years. That's just like kind of a little like quick synopsis of the history. I do want to read just a little bit for anyone out there that may not be, you know, well-versed on bipolar disorder. I want to read just a little of couple of warning signs and things that might help you. So bipolar disorder is a severe mental health illness characterized by extreme mood swings of manic highs and depressive lows. This disorder is a medical condition that can affect moods and typically can make them swing from one extreme emotion to another. It is categorized by episodes of extreme highs, mania, or extreme lows, depression. If mood swings last a long time but aren't severe enough to be classified as bipolar disorder, some people are diagnosed with having um, clionmouthy Cleomythia. I'm not pronouncing that right. You guys know I'm not good at that. But basically, it's a mild form of bipolar um, disorder. Right. It is thought that about 29 million people worldwide suffer from bipolar disorder. Symptoms include depression, feeling very low and lethargic, mania, feeling very high and overactive. Extreme episodes can last for several weeks or even longer. During a manic phase of bipolar disorder, a person may feel very happy, have lots of energy, ambitious plans, ideas, spend large amounts of money on things you cannot afford and would, and would not normally want, not feel like eating or sleeping, talk quickly, become annoyed easily. They may feel very creative and view the manic phase of bipolar as a positive experience, but they may also experience symptoms of psychosis where they see or hear things that are not there or become convinced that things are not true. I just feel like that was important to just kind of, because right. I didn't even know a lot of those things. So um, kind of the last note on, on this history section of Kanye, um, his album is set to come out this Friday and the album is called Donda, which again is um, named after his mother. Um, I, I, per I personally don't believe this is a PR stunt for the album. Again, this is clearly a person who's um, suffering mentally at the moment. I do want to mention, giving, having given you all the timeline, his mother's birthday is July the 12th. The anniversary of her death is November the 10th. Um, his mom's death is believed to be a major factor 
in his mental health and is a, is probably his largest trigger, I would say, just from everything that I've read and, and the research that I've done. Um, you know, as we looked at that history, I just want you guys to notice that the episodes tend to coincide with the second half of the year, kind of starting with his mother's birthday and more so ending with the anniversary of her death. So this time of the year is clearly hard for him. Um, and, and I think that is a big driving factor in what's going on. Yeah, one of my best friends in high school lost her mom when she was a baby, uh-huh. and I and she had like she always suffered from like depression and mental health issues, mm-hmm. and I always remember like the anniversary of her mom's death and her birthday being like the hardest time for her mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can totally understand. That, that. totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, one thing that I know many of you listening are probably wondering is Kanye West running for president. It's, it's a big topic right now, kind of all over the place. These are kind of the facts that I, that I, that I know and feel like I'm able to give you. Um, Kanye West filled out and filed on Wednesday of last week um, the first federal election commission form required to become a presidential candidate. On the statement of organization, the 43-year-old rapper is running under the third party BDY, which stands for the birthday party. He has not yet filled the second and more important FEC form required to run for president statement of candidacy. This form proves this form proves show a candidate has raised or spent more than $5,000 in the in campaign activity and would trigger immediate candidacy status. Obviously you guys know he announced on July 4th that he was running for president in November, but he did not file this FEC paperwork until last Wednesday. Recent reports revealed the candidate has ended his run just two weeks after announcing, but then last week he filed this paperwork. So the reports are kind of confusing. Um, but the main thing that I found interesting was last week, West qualified for the general election ballot in Oklahoma, according to a tweet from the Oklahoma State Election Board. The subsequent FEC form to filling occurs per an FEC rep. Once an individual has raised or spent more than 5000 I just read that, I'm sorry, um, the whole campaign money thing. That means he's uh, able to be a candidate. Um, he's missed the deadline for several other states for further filings. So again, it's really unclear, but he's filing paperwork. Um, and then on the note of his presidency, Sunday, this is kind of the major news and what's kind of sparking this being the topic of the week. Um, Sunday, July 19th, he had a, his first rally in South Carolina. Um, and a lot happened, but the the main things that that are kind of being talked about the most, and you might have seen um, in you know massive media, um, he covered a range of topics: abortion. He's anti, but believes in giving women proper financial assistance as an alternative. Addiction. Um, he deterred the availability of prescription painkillers. Gun control. He's anti. Quote: Shooting guns are fun. He said, and the black vote. Quote, the most racist thing I've ever been said out loud is the idea that if Kanye West runs for president, then I'm going to split the, the black vote. So he talked about a lot of things. And one thing that he said was on the kind of topic of abortion, he said, quote, my mom saved my life. My dad wanted to abort me. My mom saved my life. There would have been no Kanye West because my dad was too busy. I almost killed my daughter. Which is just kind of like, what? Like, that's kind of the quote heard around the world this week. Um, 
And so he said, I almost killed my daughter. My girlfriend called me screaming, crying. I'm a rapper, and she said I'm pregnant. She was crying. Even if my wife were to divorce me after this speech, she brought North into this world when I did not want to. She stood up, and she protected that child. So basically, from that, when he says my girlfriend, he's talking about when Kim was his girlfriend. They weren't married yet. He, she called and said that she was pregnant, and they discussed the topic of abortion. He wanted to abort. Kim did not. And so he's saying that if it wasn't for Kim, they would not have North. Um, and, I, I mean, it, it, seemed, it seems like a very personal thing to put out there, especially at a presidential rally. Also, if you see the video... Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, like, there's already, everyone knows who you are already. Right, right. And I think, you know, watch watch the video at your own, you know, at your own um, advices. I, it's, to me, it's very hard to watch. He, he's literally sobbing and, like, screaming and crying while he's, while he's saying that um, I almost killed my daughter, and it's very haunting. And that's kind of what I was making mention to, that North is going to see that one day, and North is going to go to school, and people are going to say things like, well, you know, you weren't really supposed to be born, like stuff right. like that. And so I just, that is sickening to me. And I understand. Because I mean, kids are so mean. Kids like, are so mean. Kids, awful. I mean, anybody that's grown up knows how awful bullying uh, and things can be. And of, of course you can say she's Northwest, like, but still, it doesn't matter who you are. That's going to be something that she's going to have to deal with. Um, I, I get, you know, where he's coming from in a way as far as like, He's grateful for Kim. He loves his daughter, but it was just not the way to really handle it. Um, no one was really, nobody from the family was there that we know of in South Carolina with him. Um, okay. So after the rally, Monday morning, these reports came out from inside sources. Kim and everyone in the family has been radio silent pretty much. No one has spoken out. Quote, things have broken down significantly between the two of them, and it's happened pretty suddenly. People source said Kardashian is said to be furious and shocked by West comments about Northwest from the South Carolina rally. People in entertainment tonight were both told by sources that Kardashian was very upset and furious with West for talking about that publicly. The family is concerned about West's mental health too. Both outlets were told by sources. Entertainment Tonight said, quote, Kanye isn't in a good place and isn't listening to anyone trying to talk to him into getting help. Kim is upset with Kanye for his rant yesterday, especially talking about the possibility of having an abortion and not giving birth to North. She knows this is something North will see when she gets older and it's heartbreaking. A second source echoed the sentiment to people, saying Kim was, quote, furious about his North comments. Quote, Kim is shocked that Kanye spoke about North at, all, at, at the rally at all, the source said. She is furious that he shared something so private. So, kind of crazy, right? I, I just remember being like, well, I just said that like it was like five years ago. I remember being like it was literally yesterday. Um, I, I just was really shocked for that. So then last night... And, and one thing that I would think that they, that they know and, and what I can kind of pick up from all this is you can kind of tell that Kanye is about to go through something or, or kind of like they were saying, they've been able to tell when episodes are coming. When he, activate, when he activates his Twitter, that's when you know that something is coming. That's, that's a telltale sign, I feel like, for him. So last night he goes on this giant Twitter rant. I'm not going to read them all, but... There were several different things he tweeted. Um, one of them, he said, Chris, don't play with me. You and that 
call me or not allowed around my children. Y'all tried to lock me up. Chris being Chris Jenner, Kim's mother. Everybody knows the movie Get Out is about me. I put my life on the line for my children that Norse mother would never sell her sex tape. I put my life on God that Norse mom would never photograph her doing Playboy and that's on God. I'm at the ranch. Come and get me. Drake with like a sly, like, um, you know, this emoji. emoji. Yeah. Um, he said, Kim tried to bring a doctor to lock me up with the doctor. He said, Anna Wintour always showed me love, but when I told her I was going to Gap, she looked at me like I was crazy. Then she called back, kissing my ass. Chris and Kim call me now. He posted a screenshot of a message to Chris Jenner, and the message was yesterday at 8.14 p.m., and he said, This ye, enter, enter, you ready to talk now, enter, 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 or are you still avoiding my calls? He posted a photo with him of all, with all four of his kids and said, West children will never do Playboy West. He also tweeted and said, I love my wife. My family must live next to me. It's not up to E or NBC anymore. So obviously their reality shows on E. NBC owns E. That's kind of what that was about. He also said that um, uh, NBC framed Bill Cosby or something about Bill Cosby, um, which is a whole other thing. The big tweet was really, he said, Kim was trying to fly to Wyoming with the doctor to lock me up like on the movie Get Out because I cried about saving my daughter's life yesterday. All these tweets have since been deleted, but you can find them online if that's something that you're interested in. Um, I think the telltale sign for me that like this was kind of a mental health episode yeah. was how unrelated the tweets were. Like It right. wasn't just a rant about mm -hmm. one thing. Right. Like, we're hearing about Drake, Anna Wintour. Um, He's posting screenshots of Jennifer Lawrence on Google and Halle Berry yeah. on Google. Yeah. Just, like, there's no connection. No. Yeah, it doesn't make a Your lot. So. Right, right. Um, kind of wrapping up this whole conversation, and I'm sorry, again, that it's kind of a longer topic of the week, but um, reports have come out, obviously, today now about the Twitter rant, and a source confirms to people that the reality star has... Quote, been trying to get Kanye help for weeks. Quote, but what, but, sorry. Quote, but do you, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to do that again. Quote, but what do you do when a person doesn't want help? The source says. Nothing that Wes has been staying at the family, noting that, I'm butchering that. I'm so sorry. Noting that Wes has been staying at the family's compound in Cody, Wyoming, between travels for his unlikely presidential bid. Kanye is in Cody because he doesn't want help. If he wanted help, he would come back to L.A. Quote, Kim's family is around to support her, as always, and they love Kanye. They want him to be healthy, the source says. Quote, they all are trying to figure out how to help Kanye. They are in contact with medical professionals for guidance. Um, Kanye posted a video today with David Chappelle. Uh, David Chappelle joined, Kanye said, flew out on a private playing last night to check on him and it's just a video of them and they look very normal and very happy. He thanked him. He said, you're a real godsend. Um, I honestly didn't listen to what they were saying. Um, but that's pretty much the update as far as Kanye is concerned as of 425 on Tuesday, July 21st. I do want to read because I thought it was super interesting. Grace actually sent me this. Um, several celebrities were coming out last night on Twitter, not like outright defending him, but just defending again the whole mental health topic. So I'm going to read them 
Um, e posted them, but then Jamie Lynn Spears, who's Britney Spears' sister, posted them. And her caption for the series of tweets were point, point finger, clap, point finger, clap, point finger, all emojis. She said, if you can't offer understanding or sympathy, offer your silence. Dash Halsey. If you deal with mental illness or care for someone dealing with mental illness, then you know how important it is to respect the situation with privacy for the person and the family trying to protect their loved ones, no matter how it may appear to the public. And as the public, we must learn to do the same. I pray this doesn't bring shame to anyone dealing with mental illness. You are not alone and you are loved. Sending all my love and prayers to all of you. I thought that was incredible because she has been in the same position with her sister, obviously, I mean, maybe not the exact same, but as far as family is concerned, she knows what that's like. So I thought it was very bold of her to speak up. A couple of the different tweets that were that were tweeted, Halsey tweeted and said, No jokes right now. I have dedicated my career to offering education and insight about bipolar disorder, and I'm so disturbed by what I'm seeing. Personal opinions about someone aside, a manic episode isn't a joke. If you can't offer understanding or, or sympathy, offer your silence. Uh, Halsey uh, is um, bipolar as well. Nina Parker, who is um, a host on uh, E, uh, said, A lot of folks are trying to apply a logical situation to an illogical situation. Mental illness doesn't work that way. It's not as simple as getting, quote, better people around you. Because I do think that's a thing people say. Like, well, they need to have better people around them. Um, and then Kevin McHale said, here's the thing. As the public, we've been witness to too many troubling times for public figures. It's so, so unbelievably easy to forget that they're not a fictional character in your head, but a real human with family and friends who are very, po who very possibly needs help and is in crisis. Um, Maren Morris tweeted and said, mental illness isn't effing funny. Stop laughing at it and trending like it's a joke. Um, so I liked that show of support. I also want to mention again for all the negative, I hate, there were so many people I was looking through some of the retweets that were replying to his tweets with like Kim sex tape, <gasps> like super awful, awful, awful. Um, but on that note of negativity also trending last night, um, was hashtag pray for ye. Um, and so I, I thought that was really cool. There's definitely people out there who care about him and care about him, his well-being as a human, again, regardless of how you feel. Um, I, I, I just, I, I've hated seeing it unfold, like, in this way, like, online so publicly. Um, again, it's, it's super heartbreaking, but I do hope that Kanye can find a way to think about his family and his children, and, and hopefully they can all get through this. Because this is not going to be... You know, it seems like from everything in research that I found, like something would happen and then they talk about it publicly and say it's all good, but then something happens. Like this is a lifelong battle that Kanye and his family are going to have to face. And so I hope that Kim is prepared for that. I hope that she feels like that's something she can do. Um, obviously, everyone's like they're going to get a divorce, which I don't even want to talk about that because that's not the conversation here. But Right. I just, you also have to think about the family and the people that are trying so hard to take care of somebody that, that doesn't want to be helped. So all my love to the, to the Kardashian family, the West family, their friends. And I just hope that you'll, anyone listening will treat people with kindness. And if, if someone, you know, is talking about Kanye West and may not know all the facts, I hope that you'll point them to this part of our episode because it was important for me to do and important to kind of shine that light on mental health. So, um, Yeah. Very well done.
Gosh. No deep breath. <laughs> that was just a lot to unpack. Um, okay, let's do song of the week. Okay, mine's so easy. You okay. already know what I'm going to say. Oh, I do? Go for it. So, I was, Kate and I talked about this briefly oh, yeah. via text and before the episode, but like, um, I recently realized that I'm like obsessed with every member of the Sway House because they were in James Charles' video last week and I watched it and like, I always just thought they were like douchebags who like lip synced in the camera, or whatever. But that video showed me they are all so charming, and I especially really kind of fell for Jaden Hostler, <laughs> who has like a newer music career that we've discussed on here before. He's um, the famous song uh, "Angels and Demons," and then he just released a new song. He like signed with I think Travis Barker's record label, yes. and he released a song called "So What." And Travis Barker's on the drums and makes a cameo in the video, and mm. as does Machine Gun Kelly. So, like, all my faves. So good. <laughs> and yeah. That is, like, oh, right up your alley. It's right up my alley, and the song is so, like, reminiscent of the Blink-182 sound. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yes. my God, it's so good, you guys. You have to have to listen if you're into that music at all. Even if you're not, I feel like you might still really like it. No, I mean, that's what that's what I was, what I was kind of saying. Like, that's not really my thing, but it kind of reminds me of, like, Nickelback growing up a little bit. Like, I don't know. It has just this vibe to it that's, um, that I really like. So that was excellent. Yes. Mine is going to be, I just want to mention, you guys, I've been so happy because the Dixie Chicks album is out gaslight i'm sorry the chicks i'm sorry i'm really trying to get used to doing that they changed their name um the chicks their first album in 14 years i am so excited about it i really really love it um they did it all with jack antonoff who is a phenomenal producer he did a lot of taylor swift's work um especially 1989 which i love and they just have created this their own sound it's country it's folk it's like alternative it's I mean it's pop it's I mean it's, it's all over the place but I really really like it and I'm really happy for them and I hope that um we'll hear more from them in the future it's a very good album if you're going through a breakup I'm not but um I, I can or a imagine. divorce right a divorce <laughs> specifically because that's kind of the main singer Natalie Maines wrote it and um I am so in love with it I love so many of the songs the I, I I just want to say my favorite one currently is Sleep at Night. I really like it. Um, but I for some reason, whenever I hear this song, it makes me think of Grace. There's a song on the album called Texas Man, and I feel like um, I feel like I that's just. And I haven't listened through the album yet. I, that's been on my list. I haven't done it yet. I just feel like Grace is always looking for a good. Well, I mean, we know you like like the Machine Gun Kelly like that type vibe, but. Youngblood, but like I feel like when I like all music, I love like rap, country, pop, literally everything. But I just always think of you thinking like Grace has got to get her a Texas man. Like I feel like we've talked about that before. So yeah, you guys should check out the new album. Congratulations to the chicks. Yes. Okay. Saved on Instagram. Yes, let's do some. This I'm gonna kick things off because this is like. I saw this first morning when I woke this morning when I woke up and I just remembered it. It's actually saved on Twitter. I haven't seen anything about it on Instagram yet. Mm-hmm. But I saw on Twitter this morning that the son of the judge who oversaw Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought this up. Yes, who oversaw the uh, Bank Epstein lawsuit. 
mm-hmm. was shot dead by a gunman in the in a home ambush. Yeah. And they're like on a manhunt for the person who did it. Well, they found like, him. Oh, they found him? He committed suicide. Shut up. Well, now, I don't know. They think it was him. The name hasn't been released yet. I'm so glad you brought this up because I wanted to, but I just didn't know if I had other things that I wanted to mention. But the guy was disguised as a FedEx driver <gasps> and just came to the door. And the son opened the door, shot and killed him. He just finished his freshman year in, in college. He goes Ooh. to Catholic in Washington, D.C. And then also shot the dad. And Us. the dad's like, okay, the judge, who's a woman, the mother, was in the basement. Um, I read yesterday they found a body of who they believed it to be. And they uh, believed he died by suicide, gunshot wound to the head. I'm sorry, but this Epstein stuff is getting too crazy. It is. also like this, do, Actually, this is out of like a movie. It is. Like the craziest movie you've ever heard. It really is. It really is. Also, do you want me to blow your mind with something else? Yes. This is the judge that handled everything um, to do with uh, Teresa and Joe Judice. Shut up. Nope. I have so much to tell my dad. This is too crazy. Teresa released a statement. Literally, like... This reminds me of the movie, like how or the show How to Get Away with Murder. Like, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And guys, I swear there's so much we don't know. Right. So much we don't know. But yeah, yeah. Teresa's lawyer released a statement on her behalf. Um, that was an excellent, excellent, excellent choice. And okay. obviously, our prayers go out to them. That's awful. Obviously, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just kind the of insane. The last thing I want to do is, like, focus on, like, the action and conspiracy side no, of it. No, for sure. For obviously sure. Obviously, our hearts are with them. It's just so, like, crazy and disheartening no. how this is real. For sure. Um, my one that I want to mention, I think I mentioned last week that the hosts of Dancing with the Stars were let go from the hit ABC series. They've hired a new host. It's Tyra Banks. Very oh. interesting. A lot of fans are not happy. Um, Karen and Abba, who is one of the judges, been there since the very beginning, uh, is also a host on the talk every day. And I watched the th- uh, thing she said about it, and she said that her heart really broke because they're really like a family there. And Tom's been there since the beginning. Um, and she said, right now, all the judges are supposed to stay, but Tyra's also also going to be an executive producer of the show. Um, and Carrie Ann said, quote, I think that we should welcome her. Uh, so I don't know. They said they're making a lot of changes. They're trying to kind of modernize it a little bit. I'm I'm really unsure. Uh, fans are, are not happy. But Tyra had her own talk show, and it was super successful. So I'm sure she's going to bring her magic to this show. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. Okay. My next one um, is an Addison Ray. Posted like a really stunning selfie shot. It looks very editorial, and she said, "Eyes on you." But my favorite part is that Bryce Hall commented, "I mm. need a back bleep." So good. <laughs> Listen, you don't, you don't use TikTok. You don't get the you reference. don't get the reference. It's hilarious. I did you. I have a confession. I follow. And you might want to follow too if you're a fan of them as a couple because I, ju- I see everything. They have a lot of things online that kind of go unnoticed. So I followed this account called Bradison Updates. Ooh, and I'm you, you can learn some good stuff. Like they are always, co- they're like sneakily commenting on each other's things and it's very interesting. Also, on the note of Addison Ray, I just want to mention that she and her mom launched a podcast together called Mama Knows Best. 
solely on Spotify. Um, if you'll remember, Kim Kardashian is having a, a podcast coming out on Spotify. They're really trying to ramp up their podcast brand. And so um, I listened to the first episode. It was really good. It was kind of about, about her upbringing. It's only 24 minutes long. I highly recommend. Um, it's going to be every week. She and Courtney were spending a lot of time with each other last week. They were out to dinner several nights. She's like in their friend group. Like she's out with them and Simon Huck. She's friends with Bi. She's like totally in Courtney's friend group. She went with them this weekend and spent the weekend with them in Hot Springs. Not Hot Springs. I'm in Hot Springs currently. In Palm Springs. Um, And she posted a TikTok dancing with Scott. And I I will never get over the like famous blow up she's had in the past. It, it hasn't even been, like, a year since she's blown up. Like, her first TikTok was just a year ago. La- last July, she was attending orientation at LSU. I can't I can't even wrap my head around that. <laughs> but God bless. And Courtney shared that her news about the podcast and said she was listening. Yes. And yes. Real sweet. Okay, is it your turn or my turn? I just kind of hijacked your one. Go ahead. I think okay. it's yours. Okay. Um... Oh, okay. I was really, you'll probably be able to speak more on this, but, um, last week, um, photo service surfaced of Colton Underwood, the past bachelor hiking with Lucy Hale, who is a very well-known actress. You might know her from Pretty Little Liars. She's been in several things. I love her. Um, they said that they're taking things casual, uh, very interesting. I did not see it coming at all. I know this was so this was so unexpected. Like, Cade sent this to me, and I was literally like, "This is so out of the blue. Like, how is this happening?" It's interesting. It's very interesting. I agree. But good for him. She's a catch, and I mean, again, we see that trend: Tyler and Gigi, Demi, and what's his name, Sarah Highland and Wells Adams. Like, you see all these crossovers. <laughs> so good for him. Yes. Um, my next one. So I think I mentioned last week that Brett Eldridge dropped an album called Sunday Drive. He's uh-huh. a country singer. And um, he posted like a video kind of explaining um, the album and whatever. And I just thought this was worth mentioning because he's my latest pursuit. Brett Eldridge? Um, yeah, I think he's like 34. But oh, okay. Uh, and he's from Paris, Illinois, which is like mm. Illinois than me. And it's kind of like in the area. Like I used to have Scholastic Bowl finals there. And he performed before he was famous at like my parents' tailgate. What? So I'm really trying to shoot my shot with him. I've been sending him DMs. <gasps> Grace. Which he doesn't respond. Right. He's completely one-sided. But if anyone has any ideas of how I can get him to notice me, like, let me know. Have you sent your number? No. They I've say that's of, what you have to do. I've heard mixed reviews on that. Well, you, you have to do something that when it shows up on his thing, it, like, gets his attention. Because, you know, it shows up in, like, the... Right, uh, right In, like, right. the request. Yeah, you know. I'll try it. What do I have to lose? Um, I mean, that's a good attitude. You don't, yeah, you have nothing to lose, really. Um, okay, my next one is going to be about Hayden Panettiere. Um, Grace, do you know who Hayden Panettiere is? I do. That's like my older brother's number one celeb crush, fun fact. Oh, I'm like obsessed with her. She played yeah. Juliet on Nashville. Woo! 
I'm feigning myself. You can't see. Um, yeah. So Hayden Panettiere, she hasn't really done much since Nashville ended a few years back. Um, she was engaged and has a child with this um, uh, boxer. And I'm blanking on where he lives or, or like what nationality he is. But she kind of like when Nashville ended, like they broke up. And then her daughter, Kaya, now lives with the dad full time. And she was seeing this guy um, named Brian Hickerson. And all these reports over the last year or so have just been how the how her family doesn't approve and how he's not he doesn't treat her well. And there had been several domestic violence instances where like police were called, but then nothing happened. And I don't know, it was really sad. And obviously, people could kind of pick up that pick up on the fact that things weren't right between the mm-hmm. two of them. Um, and so last week, it surfaced that they have broken up. And she actually posted on her Instagram, um, releasing a statement, and she just said, I'm coming forward with the truth about what happened to me with the hope that my story will empower others in abusive relationships to get help they need and deserve. I'm prepared to do my part to make sure this man never hurts anyone again. I'm grateful for my support system, which helped me find the courage to regain my voice and my life. And then the cat in the caption, she listed numbers um, that you could call for support, um, if you are in an abusive relationship and her lawyers released a statement. I'm not going to read it, but basically I think he's been abusive to girls in the past and it's been a whole thing, but he's 31 years old. He was arrested over the weekend and charged with eight counts of things like domestic violence, assault, intimidating a witness. He's out now on bail. Um, if he's convicted, he's going to face up to four years in prison. Um, she's currently going undergoing treatment for alcohol abuse and is, um, speaking out as a part of her recovery process. I'm very proud of her. I hope she's one that has, isn't shy to speak out about things. I remember she spoke out a lot after she had her child about postpartum depression. Um, and then her character on the show dealt with that until she kind of got to do that. And so I just, I, I, I want the best for her. I'm kind of like your brother. I have a big crush on her and I want her to succeed and I want to see her back on the screen sometime soon. So, um, totally. all love. And I hope that they get, she gets justice for this abuse. That she's been me too. Yeah. My next one, um, if you're a Real Housewives of New York fan, you know Sonia Morgan. Mm. She like she either looks really gorgeous or really like not that good. <laughs> but I noticed that in like the recent episodes, they've been doing their confessionals at home because they did them in quarantine. And when she came on the screen, I was like, Oh my god, she looks incredible. Like my mom and I both were like Wow. Yeah. Like, I think it was just like really great makeup and I, it was and she had like a pretty outfit on, but she posted this week um like a side by side that she admitted to getting a lower facelift. Oh. And, um T. Just explaining it like everything and it literally like did wonders for her face. I'm going to send this to you like not that she was always beautiful. Like she was always pretty, but this like totally yeah. Oh, wow. I'm interested to see. Um, okay. My next one. I'm looking at what you just said. Oh, wow. Right? Wow. Wow. That is... Wow. I know. Um, my next one. I can't remember if we've discussed this or if I sent you this, but... Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel have welcomed a second child 
secretly. What? Yes. According to Daily Mail, the actress gave birth to a baby boy, not this past Monday, but the Monday before. The name has not yet been revealed. They have not publicly announced that they had a child, but multiple sources insist that they had a child. Um, They've been staying at their Montana home amid quarantine since March. We've not seen a photo of her um, from the waist down. She's not been pictured from the waist down um, since her birthday in March. And all I got to say is every time there's some type of secret baby, I am in Hollywood specifically, I am flabbergasted. I do not understand how that happens. Obviously, the quarantine really helped them out. I'm wondering now who else is out there pregnant and we just don't know about it. Um, I know. People are getting away with everything in quarantine. Right. And also, a lot of people online were like bringing up the fact that, you know, he had that whole cheating allegations. Those pictures with the co-star came out and they were really not great um, back in the fall. And that was seven months ago. And so they're saying that maybe... She obviously had to have been pregnant then, so I don't know. But congratulations to the happy couple, and more so congratulations on being able to do it secretly. That is just... Yeah, really. That's just unreal to me. Okay. Uh, this is my last one, okay. but this is another Bravo one. And it's Andy Cohen, who's like the king of Bravo. Like, mm-hmm. he, you know, yeah. if you know Bravo, you know Andy Cohen. Uh-huh. It's him and Bethany sitting on a bench in the Hamptons. And I just had to laugh at this because it completely confirms all my speculation because I think Andy plays favorites mm-hmm. with all the cities. And I've uh, always noticed that he always sides with Bethany like at reunions and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, he always sticks up for her yeah. and all. So it just totally confirmed to me that like he's always like... Right, right. Kind of made me laugh, but yeah. Wait, and also, she's like, off the show now, right? Yeah. Okay. But okay. also the invite must have gotten lost in the mail, I'm guessing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, I have a couple of quick ones that I'll just, like, bring up, as I always kind of do at the end. I need to talk about this Parent Trap reunion. Did you see it? Oh, my gosh, yes. It was so good! I know. Y'all, Katie Couric... Yeah, Katie Couric got the cast back together, Nancy Myers, the director and creator, um, many of the main characters... It's their 22nd anniversary. They haven't been together in 20 years, or since 1989, so 22 years, I guess. Um, They recreated some old scenes with the old scripts. Um, Lindsay Lohan and, oh my gosh, who plays the dad? I'm blanking on his name. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. They reenacted the scene when Annie comes home from camp and is meeting her dad for the first time. So good. So good. Um, and I don't know. I just, Lindsay Lohan looked amazing and seemed so professional. Probably the best I've seen her in years. Like she seemed so normal and so cool and she was so gracious. Like she talked about that that was her first big role and they all talked about that they felt lucky because like they discovered her essentially. Um, she was 11 years old at the time. It was a really grueling job. She talked about playing two characters and the accent and everything at 11 years old. She also talked about how the movie is really inspiring for people and how she feels like a lot of people like it because it kind of gives kids, especially the hope that maybe their parents will get back together. And she said her parents were getting a divorce at the time and honestly playing the role was really healing to her and really helpful. And at 11 years old, like how incredible is that? I was so, I cannot say better or nicer things about the whole thing. It's only 14 minutes long. It's on Katie Kirk's Instagram. You guys need to go watch it. They also talked a lot about Natasha Richardson who passed away. 
she played the mom. Um, you know, she died tragically in 2009 from a skiing accident. Very sad. But they, it was just so well done. It was a good amount of time. It's, it's, it's like short and concise. And it just really brought me so much joy. So I just needed to bring that up. Um, my kind of touching on Naya Rivera. We talked about her last week. She dated Big Sean, the rapper, for a while. And he posted a tribute of her. And I'll just read it really quickly. He said, rest in peace, Naya. God bless your soul. Thank you for blessing us all with your talent and presence. You are a hero. Not just because of how you saved your son, but also because of the barriers you knocked down for so many people to make them feel confident in themselves and to stand tall and proud when they couldn't achieve that on their own. I appreciate and cherish everything that ever happened between us for making me wiser and a better person. I'm still grieving and in shock. I can't believe this is real. I'm praying for you and your family, and I know you're watching over them and protecting them. Rest in peace, sweet Naya. They, again, they dated, and I just thought that was really sweet, and I just kind of wanted to read that again to just bring up that I'm still praying for her um, family and her son. Um, I can't believe you didn't mention this, Grace, because I feel like this is kind of up your alley, but Nicki Minaj is pregnant. Oh my gosh, yeah, I meant to mention that. How crazy. <laughs> I know. She posted several photos on Instagram. The first one I saw, the caption just said Preggers. Um, she's pregnant with her husband, Kenneth Petty, and it'll be their first child together. They were married in October 2019, so congrats to them. And then my final one is that Grey's Anatomy season 17 will be coming up sometime soon, hopefully, and it is going to be pandemic-themed. Oh, shut up. They're tackling the pandemic. Yeah. So I don't know a lot of details, but it's going to be very interesting. They've said they've been talking to a lot of doctors and um, and frontline workers and getting stories, as they always do, and how it's going to be really emotional, but they feel like it's after they've been on for this long that they have to tell this story. So I'm excited about that. Sorry for the long episode. There was just too much. And again, we just I really wanted to try to clear up some of the Kanye things happening. So next week will be better. We promise. We promise. But you can't say you don't feel educated. I mean, exactly. You can't say that. Okay. Well, we love you guys. Take care of one of one another and, um, check in on your friends. Check in on your friends. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.